horror fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Great, because we're covering demons by Lamberto Bava. Baba Boo, get the Gabagooly. Dude, so you wouldn't know it, though, because by looking at this, you would think we were watching Demons by Dario Argento, who is a producer yeah. on the movie. Um, By the way, so Lamberto Bava is Mario Bava's son. Yes. And Mario Bava is like the godfather of like Italian horror and everything. So you'd think his name, even though he's like his son, would still carry enough weight to kind of like push this movie out there. But no, it's like Dario Argento presents like. Oh, yeah, because, well, Argento produced and also wrote it along with a couple yeah. other people. But, yeah, I kind of get what you mean of like you think that the Bava name might carry a little bit more steam. But I guess Argento was just so huge because like there are very few Italian horror projects he seems to be like not attached to. Yeah, exactly. I'll just say it. this is the second time we've done this episode. We did yes. this a few months ago and the recording just went poof. It disappeared. So I said, we'll just wait. We'll do it a few months from now. I don't want to do it again right away. So here we are. And we are also kind of playing with fire because the recording that went poof, we also did on a Saturday morning, which we're doing this one. So we're, te we're tempting fate. I had a nice hearty breakfast and some black coffee. So I'm ready for this thing. I have had some water so far. I had to set like three alarms. I didn't want to get up. Because we recorded late last night, too. <laughs> Alright, so Demons from 1985. Um, a very odd opening with the whole subway, but you get this awesome score going the whole time. The soundtrack and the score for this movie are both really fun and fitting for it. Oh, yeah, especially later when we get to, like, big motorcycle action yeah. chase scene, which is awesome. But, yeah, it's like... Bur -dur -dur -ban -ar, boom, ba -dum -ban -ar. This girl Cheryl gets off alone from the subway, and there's this weird dude in a mask. He looks like the Terminator after, like, part of his skin is pulled off, and you see the metal underneath and everything. Well, she's, like, walking through, like, the train station or whatever, the subway station, wherever she is. And uh, she he kind of, like, appears, and it's immediately, like, he just, like, comes into her view. He doesn't, like run at her he's not being like at no. her or anything he just comes into view she's like ah and like horror chase music kicks in and then like she's running running finally she does the thing where she like runs into him and he's like here's two free tickets and she's like oh my god you're giving me something for free i like you now can i have another one oh she does get another one for her friend but i'm gonna give cheryl some credit here you know what? There's a reason she survives this movie, Brett. Because she has these survivor instincts. You see Metal Face Man in the subway. She's not sticking around to go, I wonder what his deal is. No, there's a reason Cheryl's a final girl in this. Well, kind of. Wait, is she not the final girl? She no. dies at the very end. That's right. She's a final girl. She makes it past the first round of credits. And then gets killed in like the middle scene. Yes. He hands a bunch more tickets out to other people and everything, and she goes and meets her friend Kathy, who she got the other ticket for. And they have to go to the Metropole, and that's where this theater is. It's like a horror movie premiere, like which they do sometimes, like test screenings and things like this. They yes. don't really announce it's coming. They set up in a town. Let's get some audience reaction and stuff like this. It's also great because they're talking about um, 
they're about to miss class and miss so-and-so hard-ass teachers go be mad at them and cheryl's just like let's just skip and go see this movie and her friend's like oh you're incorrigible sure <laughs> uh the metropole the theater is shown and it's all empty except for this girl looking in the mirror at the inside of the theater like she's yeah. obviously in on something well, we think that she's in on this because, like, she starts giving, like, real evil looks and just, like, glaring at people and stuff. And she, there's something off about her, like the Metal Mask Man. Yes. Uh, Cheryl, Kathy, and all the randoms start arriving. They meet two guys. Uh, what's his name? I think George and something else. The two boys. Yeah. And a blind guy and his date arrive, mourn them later. And there's a silver mask, like they have props from the movie set up, which we don't actually see these props in the movie for the most part. But then again, the movie never ends, so. I'm guessing this is just because, like, Argento is in with, like, him and Romero are, like, friends. And it looks like a prop from Knight Rider. They're like, here, yeah. you could take this, like, prop that we didn't use or it's just sitting around to use in your movie. So some of the posters around this movie theater, Brett, I want to point out. Uh, you get Terminator. Okay, eh. And then we get ACDC. Okay, getting better. And we get Nosferatu the Vampire. Holy shit, Werner Herzog's vampire movie that's like, seems like it's five hours long because it's just so atmospheric. We're going to travel in real time to Transylvania by horse. Or sometimes we just walk. Yeah, it's, it was great, let me tell you, watching that movie, Tired, when it just oh. focuses on the sunset for five minutes at a time. I remember that episode. Love that movie. Yeah, please go back and listen to our Nosferatu the Vampire episode if you want to hear a happy Brett from Dimension Z. And the, the woman in the lobby, too, like puts the mask on, like the creepy silver mask, and it ends up like nicking her face, like a small cut on it and everything. More on that later. Oh, yeah, because we get Italian Ken Foray with his two ladies. Yes. Uh, in the movie, like, on screen, these people are at a supposed Nostradamus grave. And it, it's a generic horror movie, but it's the movie within the movie, so I'm okay with it. I always love the movie in the movie, because the movie within the movie is always so horrible. And sometimes the actual movie itself is bad. This one I enjoy. But... It's always like they have to make the movie and the movie just so bad. So in comparison, our movie's like great. I wonder if there was yes. ever an instance where like the movie, the other movie's better. <laughs> uh, Home Alone 2, the Lost in New York, the Merry Christmas, you filthy animal with the gun and everything. <laughs> That's a fake movie. And I yeah. like love that little moment we get of that fake movie. Yeah, that's funny. Um, they find in the movie again, this old box that has an old book and the silver mask, just like the one we saw earlier. Old book, Greg? Or did they take a book from the library and smear dirt on the pages and go, oh, old text? Because well, you see the white pages, they're not tattered. They don't have like, you remember in school, you do like the tea staining of like, you would age the paper so it looks like parchment or whatever. Like, it's all crinkly and like the edges are like burnt and stuff it just looks like a textbook that someone threw in the dirt and they're like ancient yeah i mean it's the movie within a movie it's bad i'm just saying for context <laughs> it just sticks out to me every single time of like one of you dropped your book in the mud but during the movie the 
the blind guy's date is it his wife no um this time i heard that it's his daughter it is his daughter okay yes she's narrating to him like what's going on in the movie and everything like that um the usher (laughs) yells at who you've dubbed italian ken foray for smoking Oh, they like all three of them are smoking and like giggling to each other. Then it's like, hey, no smoking. It's like, oh, such a drag, man. And they like put the cigarettes out. And then as soon as the usher leaves, they all just start smoking again. Um, I love, though, too, Blind Man is, like you said, is being narrated to like what's happening in the movie. It's like, they're going down into the hole. Aren't they scared? Yes, they're very scared. Yeah, I mean accessibility in movies has come a long way. It would suck back then. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have going on? Oh, someone is very mad at Italian Ken Ferre's girls like, whores, you can always oh. tell. I love to, because we, now we've established these tickets were given away for free. We have married couple on their anniversary of this was the guy's, like, date for his wife of it's our anniversary they're a little older so it looks like they've been married probably like a little for a little bit like they're in their like 40s or something it's like oh i got us two free tickets to this horror movie we're like she has no interest in it whatsoever she's clutching her pearls he's like at one point he's getting all into he's like takes his jacket off is sitting on like the edge of his chair all like puffing his chest out like oh this is exciting it's a wide mix of people which reminds me a long time ago, me and you did, like, 25 favorite 80s horror movies. Yeah. It was before I had seen this or before I had seen The Gate. And I got these two confused to the point when we were watching The Gate, I was waiting for this movie theater part that you explained to me <laughs> that happened the whole time. We got to the last 10 minutes of the movie, like, what the fuck is this? And this time, for this movie, last time I saw it, I remember thinking, like, where's the little boys and the record? Like, I, I don't know why in my head these two movies are so interchangeable. We're the metal children. Yes, exactly. And in the movie, they put the mask on, the silver demon mask, and it cuts their face just like it did to the woman in the lobby earlier. And the woman who was cut goes to the bathroom, and she's looking in the mirror, and her cut has started to pulse and, like, bubble and ooze, and it pops. It's disgusting. Just like Slumber Party Massacre 2. Any type of movie recommend. Not as good. No, not as good, but it reminds me of it. So anytime a movie does that, I like it. She's been gone for a while at this point, so the other girl goes to check on her, and she goes into the bathroom, and the original girl is just straight-up demon now. The effects in this movie are great. There's, honestly, I've told you the whole plot already, listeners. There's no plot to this movie at all. It's just a gore and special effects showcase from here on out. There's a group of people that go into the theater to watch Scary Movie. Scary Movie brings demons out. Demons attack the theater. The end. Well, uh, to that point, this was originally pitched as a short. Uh, Bob was going to do a... Um, why is my mind blanking all of a sudden? An anthology. And they this was just going to be a short in it, but they liked this idea for a feature so much, they stretched it out. Which you kind of can tell once you know that. You're like, yeah. oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, because random things would just randomly happen. There's, like, long scenes that are pretty awesome sometimes, but, like, they go on for, like, a few beats too long, it feels. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, so she's all demon out and chases the new girl, scratches her with her claws in the scuffle that she gets away and hides. Um... The blind guy's daughter snuck away and is just making out in the theater with another dude. Liz, 
Liz, where are you? And she's like feeling all over the chair. And then like she's making out in the corner. He's like, I better get back. He's calling me. And then like the guy that never says a word just like pulls her back in and they just start making out again. Yes. Uh, the girl who was chased has somehow ended up behind the screen in her hiding. And she started to like pulse and pop and everything too. Her skin's getting all weird behind the screen and she screams out in pain and everything. And Cheryl's like, those screams sounded real. And the guy she's met, George, is like, it's a Dolby system. It's just really good sound. The original demon strangles uh, blind guy's daughter and the guy she's making out with. Oh, I love, they like, they she like wraps, like, because they're making out. So she wraps a, a rope around both of their necks and like tightens it until like their face mushes together. It's just like blood. So it's just like both of their faces are like this and they're like. <laughs> it looks awesome. It's, it's funny. <laughs> uh, the behind the screen girl at this point. Her hands transform into claws in a pretty cool transformation sequence, and she gets this weird, creepy tongue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're, like, for this, like, half a second scene, they had to build on, like, a full-on puppet. Because you see the tongue come out, then you see it shoot back in, and it's obviously, like, puppet. It looks pretty good, but it's, like, they use it one time. And chaos just starts here, because the guy who's making out with Blind Guy's daughter is dropped in by a noose, and one rips into a dude's throat. A demon claws the blind guy's eyes out. Which, if someone's going to get their eyes clawed out, I'm just saying, I guess it's the best choice. It's not amazing. But no. It's but not, if we it, have to go there? If it's going to happen to someone, at least it's the guy that already can't use his eyes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, look, I'm not advocating clawing out blind people's eyes. That's mean. But if for some reason you are in a scenario where it has to happen to somebody, if I'm just saying. Um, I also love the throat rip because it's like the special effects they use. It's really good of like you see like the skin tearing. Yeah, it is real cool. And everyone's just stampeding out here. And there, there's this awesome like motorhead ripoff song going on during it. And they're trapped in and out in the lobby they made it out of the theater but behind the doors brick walls have just appeared like you can only come into this place you can't go out i love it's just like immediately full-on riot in this place where like they're like try to open the door a little bit just rip them off the hinges i mean it honestly would that's realistic 100 percent. that's what would be going on yeah a demon scalps a woman in the side room <laughs> and as she's doing that the some guys lock her in the room by sliding a vending machine over the door so she can't get out. And it does the great thing, because then also Italian Ken Foray comes over to help. You think he's going to be our big, like, leader hero. I wish, but it didn't end up being that way. But he's, like, pushes, like, helps push the Coke machine up against the thing, and the demon's hands are, like, in the door jam, but it's, like, cuts a couple of them off. <laughs> he kind of is our leader for a while, so you're not wrong. Yeah, until he, like, gets taken out too early. The group has realized it's related to the movie, just like what they were seeing on the screen is kind of what's going on here. So, <laughs> their idea is, to the projection room, we have to stop the movie, and it will stop all of this. 
no one has said this. They haven't found some ancient text saying, as the film plays, the events yeah. will play out. Like, or anything. No, it's, I mean, it's a, not a bad idea, but they are so, that's it, 100%. It, this also reminds me of another movie that we're covering during Throbtober of, like, the evil horror movies are horrible and they're leading to the deaths of our children and corrupting our youth. Trick or treat? Yes. Uh, okay, I was I was running through like the fifty movies I've watched in the past <laughs> month. I'm like, okay, which one's this? Another like mid eighties, like almost like satanic panic, like yeah. horror panic type movie. But they get to the projection projection room, and there's an automatic projector. We're like, no one has been here in years. What makes you say this? Yeah, they, they could, like, these exist. Like, you could just, like, kind of hit play and then they could have walked away. It could have just been redhead ladies. Like, the usher could just be the one doing it. I just love to think they walk into the projection booth and it's Pearl and that projectionist she fucked. Just sitting there like, oh my, they're watching porn. <laughs> but they just smash everything to pieces to some music again. I don't know you! Leave me alone! <laughs> Then we have an odd hard cut to these young people in a car, these ne'er-do-wells, and just, like, out being hooligans. They're, like, punks that are listening to, like, pop music. Yes. And they're doing coke. They are doing coke out of a coke can. Um, we just really establish them here. We don't really do anything else. That they're kind of shitty. They're all yeah. riding around. That's it for now. We'll cut back to them like ten more times. Well, you we should have stolen a Ferrari, man. That would have been a hot spot. The theater people are investigating if their projector smash worked, and the blind guy goes, "It's not the movie. It's the theater." Again. What makes you say this? Our last, this is definitely it, plan wasn't it, so maybe let's not just put all our eggs in this basket either. Oh, because he looks like creepy prophet man with the bleeding eyes of like, yeah, of course the blind man knows. A bunch of them made it up to the balcony of the theater and kind of hiding here at this point as the pimp drags his dead girlfriend away and a demon dude attacks and he's thrown off the balcony onto a girl as pimp guy's hanging on and demon woman bites him while another pukes into his mouth like this is fucking gross i love italian ken for a like pulls out a knife and just starts stabbing the demon and like you like you said the demon falls over the uh, railing and starts bleeding on this one lady but i love that's just his go-to of like well i got my knife i'll just stab the thing use what you got and he's hanging there over the balcony and demon guy cuts the cord and he drops r.i.p are people driving around that we've met for reasons. We cut back to them, and they're listening to some Billy Idol, and they spill their coke, and they have to clean it up. It falls, the one girl in the back spills it, and the one just says, my cocaine! And so he's having her clean it up, and there's like, you missed some, and she spilled coke? I don't, is this this part? But anyway, I'm going to cover well, it. Well, it's here. right it's around, around here. here, yeah. She spilled coke on her chest, and so he's taking a razor blade over her chest and, like, cuts, like, at her nipple and everything. I'm like, is this supposed to be disturbing or, like, horny? I don't know what's going on here. 
Well, at first it's horny because she's making horny faces and she's like biting her lip and giving them like the knowing glare kind of thing. And then he cuts her boob and ruins it. I also love at one point she goes, there's cocaine in my panties. It's like, oh, you're going to catch a buzz from that. Don't let him go down there with the razor. I'll get it. Dude, I mean, honestly, what what else? I'd expect that next. It's just so funny because it looks like I'm guessing this is how they hide the coke, which isn't a horrible idea, I guess. But like, you'd think you put a baggie of it down into the coke can and then have the straw. It looks like they just dumped it into the coke can. It's like you said exactly. they start wrestling all over it. And this thing is full. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of coke in this. Uh, the theater crew starts making barricades to the balcony and everything. Oh. Just chaos scene of them ripping up, like, all the seats in the theaters and shoving them into the exits. It's just, like, chaos here for, like, basically the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, other theater people are looking for a way out, and some of the girls start going crazy. Back to our coke people. The cops <laughs> bust them, and they gotta run, so they run into the theater. You can get in, you can't get out. But as they get in, the blind guy demon gets out i guess like it makes the door portal open for a minute yeah and he like scuttles out by the car because the cops are chasing the cocaine punks and the one's about to shoot them and the other one's like no that's a blind alley they're stuck it's like oh i wanted to shoot them <laughs> uh he attacks the cops when he gets out that we're chasing the, our young people uh, couples crawling through the vents, being followed by demon people. Again, I know I'm just saying this happened, this happened, this happened, but really it is just let's get to this effect, let's get to this effect at this point. Also, another movie where they're crawling around the goddamn vents. Yeah. Why is that such a trope in so many of these movies? It's not even horror, it's in everything. Everything. You know I mean? like, Most vents are too small, also. Yes. I'm also, can they support a 120 to 200 pound person? A couple of them? Uh, some some legit can. Like, I know, like, where I work, we have ones that are hanging where you can see them. And, like, from working on them and stuff, they could. Can we go crawling around the vents in your workplace? Can we, like, play, like, a horror movie? I mean, I'm fine with it. Yes, I've always wanted to crawl around a vent. But until, like, I get in there, it's all dusty and dirty and yeah, spiders. It's not and I'm clean. like, ew. Why isn't it all, like, polished, like all the movie vents? <laughs> the vent demon gets one of the people in the vent. And our cocaine people realize they're stuck inside this building. They're trying to get out. And they see, over here, this room's barricaded shut with a vending machine. And someone's in there. Or not someone's in there, but that might be a way out. And they go in there. And they're looking around like, oh, nothing in here. They leave, except for the girl stops to check herself out in the mirror for a minute. Well, it's like, because she's, like, complete just drug addict. Like, she looks horrible. Like, she has, like, oh, bags yeah. under bags of her eyes. She's, like, her skin's all fucked up looking. Her hair's all fucked up. It's like she almost looks at herself in the mirror. It's like, hmm, shit. Well, I'll put a little lipstick on. That'll help. Oh, of course. But she is obviously attacked by the demon while doing her makeup. Upstairs are barricaded original theater crew here's the new people, and they think it's help. So they start tearing down the barricades. We're up here, we're up here, all this kind of stuff. 
Well, at this point, too, they've also, like, at one point, they were, like, really, like, banging on the wall, and they knocked a hole in the wall and went into, like, because they're, like, knock a hole in the wall, and then it looks like the slime room. They're, like, I found a way out. I did, that looks worse than where you're at. And then they go into, like, this weird, like, other room that, like, if you've ever watched, like, a documentary on, like, the band Mayhem from Norway, and you saw, yeah. like, at the bottom of Helveta, like, where they used to practice and stuff, it looks like that. I mean, it's just like a dingy, shitty basement that just looks like death metally. Like you're, I'm expecting like the shittily like spray painted pentagram Euronymous put on there. <laughs> Honestly, that checks out. It does look like that. What are you doing down here? We are trying to be brutal. <laughs> the demon horde starts to get through since they start tearing down the barricade, and you get a bunch more brutality. You get finger bites, uh, a head crushed with a seat. Um, the original two girls, Kathy and Cheryl, and the two guys are still alive. They're going downstairs. The, Kathy's in shock, and she, like, bends over, like, on an all-fours position almost, and turns into a demon, but not like the other people have turned into demons. Because her back, like, opens up, and a demon, like, emerges from her back, like, looking all wild. Well, I love, because she also, like, acts very different from all the demons before this, when, before the demon pops out, because you see her, like, eyes change, and her, like, skin color, like, changes, like, the all the other demons have, and yeah. then she's just kind of like, what am I doing here? Where am I? Why have you awoken us? Kind of thing of, like, this is, like, lead demon, because it's, like, more in control, almost, and this demon looks like the mask. Yeah, it does. Very much so. But I love, though, like, you see, like, the demon come out of, like, her back, and then you see it, like, scuttle behind, like, some drapes, but it's obviously, like, puppet on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but it does slash one of the guys before they run away and everything. Oh, he's and... like, it got me, guys! And he goes running away, and then this is the big, like, friend, you must kill me! It's like, no, I can't do it. Don't let me become one of those things! And then because we're finally getting the samurai sword into action. The prop, yes. That I'm sure, yeah, movie props. Yeah, they use real swords on set. I would love to think that finally he's like musters up the gumption to kill his friend. He's like, I'm so sorry. And he like hits him and it like bonks off of him because it's plastic. <laughs> it's like in South Park when, uh, remember when Cartman took, was it like, uh, Kyle out to the middle of Stark's pond with the baseball bat, but all he could have is a wiffle bat, so it's going to take a while. He's just hitting him in the head over and over again. <laughs> he goes, don't let me turn, kill me. He does let him turn, but then kills him after. Yeah. Then they get the idea. George and Cheryl, they get on the motorcycle prop, also fully gassed up and ready to go, <laughs> and they just ride through the theater with Cheryl on the back using a sword and this scene is wild there's awesome metal going on in the background they're going up and down the aisles and stairs just killing everything it's so cool they jump onto like the seats and somehow ride the seats which is not possible but just looks cool by the whole time it's just it's just like guitar solos the entire time it's like it's a just, jet ski on water is the way this thing's going over the seats. They're, he's just slashing all the demons. This is, should have been um, plan number one because they just chase them and you slash at them. Then you do a circle around. You do it all again. I love every once in a while you get like 
sideways cam off the motorcycle there would be like three or four demons just like <laughs> like making faces and doing like scary fingers at the camera <laughs> it is a little cheesy but i loved it <laughs> he ends up crashing the bike not doing the impossible things just kind of making a normal turn but he ends up yeah. dumping the bike and then we have a chopping montage though and when all hope looks like it's lost there's no way out <sighs> do you remember in looney tunes how like Elmer Fudd would have Bugs Bunny at gunpoint. Yes, they used to let our cartoons do this. And then there was no hope and an anvil would just fall out of the sky. Yes. That's what this is. Because a helicopter just drops through the roof of the theater. Yeah, we hear like the propeller blades and they're like, what's that? Also, I love that it's like the overdubbed because it's Italian movie. So like the mouth doesn't match the words usually. It's just always so no, funny. not at all. What's that? And then, like, yeah, a helicopter randomly falls from the sky. With that has like a pulley system. Um, the blades will go around just enough times to cut a few of the demons. I. What is the point of a grappling hook on a helicopter? Or do these come standard? I don't know. It just makes me think of mall rats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Son of Bob pops out with his grappling hook. But they use the wench to get to the roof. What are the helicopters towing that they have a wench? Greg, but... she has a name. <laughs> but they make it to the roof. But the mascot guy that was handing out tickets at the beginning of the movie is up there and pushes George where he's literally cliffhanging. And Cheryl stabs him with a hook and pushes his face onto this like piece of rebar and everything from the crash. Oh. I love that it's like two pieces of rebar perfectly eyeball space apart. <laughs> then they look out there, they've escaped, and they see into the building next door through the windows, <laughs> and the demons are over there too. Because the blind dude got out and spread this plague across the world. So they've been fighting. If we get out of here, we're fine. No, it's it's fucked. I love it cuts to like apartment building window across like right across from the theater and it's just guy being like oh as a demon like it takes him there's demons all over the place they get to the ground do they show how they get to the ground i don't think so i imagine there's a fire escape or something I don't uh, know. something like that, that or they grappling hook down or <laughs> yeah exactly the editor goes wait a minute how'd they get to the ground let's cut that little part right there they're on the ground now guys <laughs> And they get in a jeep with a random family who is heavily armed. Oh, they have been preparing for this. Because, like, daughter pops up and, like, kills a demon. Like, 10-year-old kid with a shotgun, like, whips around and kills a demon. They're like, hey, welcome aboard! While he's, like, eating a sandwich. <laughs> they're gonna go west to start a new life. And then credits start, but there's still a picture going on behind it. And then what happens? Oh, because when credits start, and we're, it's uh, a camera behind the Jeep. And it's all like, because at this point, our main guy, George, has like become like Ash from Evil Dead of like, he's our hero man with the ripped shirt and the blood. And he's like, he's literally like missing a sleeve, like Ash from like Army of Darkness. I know that's later, but it just reminds me of it so much. But we just are like panning in and getting closer and closer to Cheryl. It's like, oh, that's not good. And then she turns around. She's all like, oh, demon. And the kid just turns around. Pop. She falls out of the <laughs> Jeep. It's like, oh, 
And then just turns right, right back around, going right back to a sandwich like it doesn't matter at all. No, that's the attitude you need to have in these kind of situations. Yeah. And that was Demons. Yes, I love Demons so much. I hope that this one records. And But if not, far I, looking good. I would not hate to have to watch this movie again. If the, a movie, if it had to happen to a movie... This one's just so much fun to watch. There's just so much heavy metal and just like random demon slayings and just like blood and pus everywhere. It's a hell of a good time. Yeah, it's like I said, it's kind of just a special effects showcase, but I love it. Oh, yeah, because like you don't want every horror movie to be like that. But when they do it like this and it's right, it has like good like mid 80s flavor to it. Perfect. Yeah. Alright, um, I don't really have too many final thoughts, except it's a very fun watch. It's one you can just put on if you don't have time to watch a movie and you have some stuff to do around the house. This is a good one to have on and just to keep catching all the cool shit too. Like, this will be a fine movie for that. Yeah, like you're cleaning in the other room. If you hear a guitar lick going on, run into the room where the TV is because something cool is going to happen. Yeah, you're going to see Motorcycle Dude riding across the seats. Uh, that scene is just so amazing. It goes on for so long, too, but it's just so great. <laughs> you ready for some Count of the Dead? Yeah, it's good to do the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Throbbing Horror Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with demons? I'm going to say a lot. Fair um, amount. 18. That is a lot. It's not a lot enough, though. Oh. You got 21. I will never argue with more death. That's Greg Scout of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're going to do my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. All right, so in this movie, this Italian movie, we have um, Italian Ken Foray. And then at the very end, we have Italian Bruce Campbell, Ash Williams, kind of. So I'm going to do what Italian horror person is going to be in this movie to help us. Italian's version of a horror person. So number one, so they can't be an of, Italian person. We no. can't say like Italian Dario Argento. No, let's. And I'm going to say this because he's not in it. But let's say um Italian version of Chucky. Okay. Or something like that. So a number one version of Italian horror version of a horror character that you would want to not want to be with the worst version. It's like Italian Shelly from Friday the 13th part three. Yeah, but I He's, hate Shelly. I don't want American, Italian, German, Canadian, Australian. I want no Shelly's. He's not going to help whatsoever and just be annoying. The number 10 version of a horror version of an Italian character that you would want the best version is Bella Lugosi and any role he's played. Italian Bella Lugosi is going to be perfect. Yeah, I can see that. Um, because Bella's perfect at everything. Any version of Bella's great. Um, I'm going to give demons. I have a lot of fun with this one. I, I rewatch it probably a couple times a year. I'm going to give it eight out of 10. Eight. Really, that's not bad. I enjoyed a lot. Like you said, there's not like a whole shit ton of plot to it but it's just like the visuals are so much fun and the uh effects like you said like that's what this movie's about and they're so good yeah i'm not too far off from you i went 
six Italian versions of horror characters I could go. So maybe a, an Italian Reggie Bannister. Oh, I like that. <laughs> He's going around uh, selling Italian shaved ice instead of ice cream. Yes. <laughs> but unless you have anything else on Demons, man. No, I think that's all I got. All right. Well, we hope this is like Greg said, this is a good one. If like you're running around on Halloween or like during the Halloween season and you want to have stuff on, of course, like all the time during the season, but you don't always want to have like a hereditary on or something you really have to pay attention to or something you're going to like get super sucked into. So this is details on if you're doing something else. Exactly. So this is a good movie to put on in the background along with like maybe movies that you've seen a million times. Like for me, I'll put on neither living dead all the time because I have the movie memorized so I could like just hear the dialogue and I just like picture the movie in my head. And we hope that you're having a great Throbtober. Enjoying everything we've been putting out for you. And we hope that Demons has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform. Or else... Subscribe for more tantalizing terror and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare.